What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of The Transition, a show aimed at demystifying the entrepreneur experience for those of you looking to make the transition from the military into entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the voice of The Bunker, a Marine Corps veteran, social entrepreneur, and member of the Bunker Labs team. In the following episode, I decided to break script from the show's traditional format and host an office hour session with you, where I discuss how to set your annual and quarterly goals. As entrepreneurs, we tend to focus on strategy and set big, hairy, audacious goals without an actual plan on how to accomplish them. It's one thing to say we want to generate 500K a year in revenue. It's another thing to host 30 virtual meetups, submit 50 proposals to warm prospects, and offer an affiliate program to orchestrate referrals. You see what I did there? To assist me with this session, I invited Joshua Pomeroy, an Army veteran and CEO of Interim 2, which provides Interim Chief of Staff and Chief Operating Officer Services for small and mid-sized businesses that seek to hit their next stage of growth. I meet with Joshua every week to ensure we're accomplishing our goals with my venture Ironbound and felt he could provide great insight for many of you, especially since it's already Q1. Strategy is great, but execution is better. It's a new year and we all have dreams and ambitions for our ventures, but we need an actionable framework to accomplish them. I don't care if you're a small business owner, nonprofit executive, or startup CEO. I believe everyone can benefit from learning how to properly set annual and quarterly goals. Over the course of this episode, you're going to learn the difference between strategy and execution, how to set your annual goals, how to set your quarterly goals, the difference between lead and lag measures, and how to understand your key results. I hope that after today's session, you have a plan of attack for 2021 and are accelerated on your entrepreneurial journey. What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another edition of The Transition. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the voice of the bunker. Uh, I'm actually breaking script today because we're going to do something a little different. I've decided to start implementing office hours for those of you out there. And here's why. A lot of times when it comes to entrepreneurship, you know, we tell the stories, we get excited, we get motivated. But when it comes to how to actually execute and bring our vision to life, you know, I realize that uh, so many of you out there uh, probably could use a little bit more guidance around that. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually start uh, doing office hours within the transition uh, where basically I'm teaching you strategies, tools um, to actually get out there and uh, make your visions come to come to fruition. And so uh, for this first office hours, we're going to be going over how to establish your quarterly and annual goals. And in order to help me do that, I invited a good friend of mine and a fellow cohort member, uh, Joshua Palmerway from Interim 2. Correct? Yes, sir. It's Mike, it's a pleasure to be with you. Oh, Josh, uh, thanks for joining the show. Now, how about you take a moment and go ahead and introduce yourself to our audiences? Sounds good. Uh, I'm Joshua Pomeroy. I uh, live in Peoria, Illinois. I uh, founded Interim2, a company that is focusing on uh, building capacity for companies through a fractional and interim CEO model. Uh, so we come in and provide these services for uh, CEOs to pull things off of their plate and uh, get them set with strong foundational business uh, operating principles and, and uh, behaviors. And then we hire their ideal candidate, uh, you'll see COO candidate uh, at the end of the engagement. So Josh and I just got back from uh, Jackson Hole, Wyoming. We're both part of a group called the Lions Pride, which is our business coaching um, and accelerator group. And, uh, you know, it's just it was a great opportunity to go out to Jackson Hole, Wyoming and really just think about our businesses from a strategic level and actually executionable level. Is that a word? Executionable level, Josh? <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. 
But, uh, you know, just have just talking to Josh and uh, I've just gotten so much better over this last year of setting annual and quarterly goals. And I thought this information would be really good for you all out there. And Josh is a is a bit of a ninja at it. Companies pay him to come in and help them gain clarity and focus and keep track of their execution. And so today we're just going to dive right into it. All right. So so, Joshua, a lot of times in our, as entrepreneurs, you know, we get into strategy. Right. And this is big, fancy, sexy word. You know, we're like, oh, we're going to launch this venture and we want to take over the world. Want to do this, want to do that. But then what happens? You know, a lot of times we don't deliver upon it. Right. Because we don't get uh, we don't really think about how we can actually execute upon it. So uh, would you mind talking about that a little bit? Sure thing. Um, So with anywhere, uh, anything that you want to do, you want to know where you're you're going. Right. Uh, think of it as simple as, you know, I want to get to the McDonald's, you know, down the street and I have no idea how to get there because I've never I'm not in this area. Right. I don't live here. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull up my GPS and say that's where I'm going to go. And it's going to give me a roadmap uh, on how to get there and step by step by step, step by step instructions to do that. Uh, it's the same concept with uh, you know having a company. You want to know where you want to go uh, and you want to lay out a plan on how to get there because otherwise you're going to be kind of meandering and you may hit it or you may not most likely you're not going to hit it um so as you're working on thinking where you want to take your company uh, you always kind of want to backwards plan how you're going to get there so if uh you know you're looking at the next three years uh here's where i want to be at in three years and backwards plan it like here's how i can attack that uh for this year and then roll that back even down to uh you know what you're doing this quarter and uh, even this week. So a lot of our listeners are very early stage entrepreneurs. Some of them have launched already. Mm -hmm. Um, Some are uh, considering launching. Um, Can you apply that lesson to even at the early stages? Sure thing. Um, So as an example, uh, when I initially started uh, Interim 2, actually all of uh, nine months ago, 10 months ago, uh, the whole concept I was trying to figure, okay, what do I need to do? And so I want to start a business. The very first thing I need to do is, okay, well, what business do I need to start? Um, Start putting all of the things that you need to actually start uh, getting that together. So the the registration for the company uh, with whatever state that you're in, uh, you need to set up a bank account. You need to um, uh, actually develop kind of the business model. Uh, So whatever that looks like, as, as, as an example, you know, I'm providing these interim fractional COO services. Here's what it is. Here's what the value prop is for that particular client. Um, and then I kind of start walking through, uh, okay, what should this initial snapshot be for, for uh, how I interact with clients? Now, the, the piece with this, right, is you don't want to go too deep because you have, when you got to get that first client. Uh, get that first client, get that first customer. That's the, the first piece. Uh, and then you can start tweaking it from there, right? Because you're going to be learning as you go. And, you know, as, uh, as, as you said, the, the Army, no plant survives first contact, right? It's not going to be perfect. Uh, your ability to flex and move on, the, on uh, you know, flex and adapt on the move is, is going to be key to your success. I can attest to that, too. So I'll use myself as an example, okay? Um, many of you know I'm the founder and CEO of Ironbound Boxing. So we have a nonprofit arm focused on free amateur boxing, entrepreneur education, and employment opportunities with Newark youth and young adults. 
And one of the ways I intended to fund that program was through uh, teaching boxing as a form of employee wellness. So I worked with companies in the New York City metro area. We worked Spotify, Next Jump, et cetera. Then the pandemic hit, right? And I shifted my business model to accommodate online training, but it was just, it was soul sucking for me and I didn't enjoy it. And so I was looking for an exit um, out of corporate boxing into uh, podcast production services. So in Q3 uh, 2020, I launched uh, Ironbound Media, which is a podcast production company that creates, distributes, and grows uh, branded podcasts for companies and organizations, okay? So at a high level, right, we're going to talk about this, annual goals, right? The focus for me was to build a sustainable business model, um, create a turnkey revenue generating business model, staff Ironbound Media accordingly to uh, maximize productivity and revenue, and then build and establish potential Ironbound Media Network, right? Now, I'm still uh, thinking about that process now, but that was just at a high level. And uh, these are what we call those annual goals. And the annual goal is basically just, I like to keep it simple. You know, pick three things that you want to focus on that you that you can accomplish within the year. Yeah, that's, you know, that, that's, uh, that's exactly what you need to do. Uh, keep it simple, but uh, understand right? Uh, start thinking about how you're going to get there. And it's got to be realistic. Uh, it's got to be trackable. Uh, and one of the things that I like to do with uh, my clients is setting up a, a financial goal, uh, something that's going to boost revenue, or very specific behaviors that are going to boost revenue, uh, do work to uh, establish an operational piece and personnel. Right, everything that's going to kind of move the company along. So, as as an example, uh, with J and G Aviation here, one of my clients, I'm actually down here in Texas right now. Uh, we set up the these uh, annual goals to figure, okay, how uh, how many personnel do we want to have on staff? Right, we want to have you know five more mechanics, uh, five total mechanics by the end of the year. Uh, uh, A&P mechanics and a couple of apprentices as well. So what that's going to do for us is going to increase our operational capacity uh, to be able to uh, take in more aircraft. Uh, and then from there, I can have the personnel goal that's specifically you know, hiring those mechanics, which transition to an operational component. Uh, we can start working on getting a uh, repair station uh, set up, which is, again, going to add an additional piece that we can increase our revenue uh, and then from a, a financial piece we're working on setting up uh, a very solid marketing channel uh, and, and way that we can get the name out of JNG to anybody uh, who wants to have a GA maintenance uh, GA maintenance done I like what you mentioned with regards to themes too so just using myself as an example on the annual goals right theme number one was revenue right? I said, I want to build a sustainable business model. Um, and actually I had my revenue uh, at 500K. Now, I didn't quite make 500K, but I had it on there uh, last year, okay? So that's that's uh, revenue. The second thing was operations, you know? Um, it was a, actually, mine wasn't operations. Mine was staff, you know, personnel. Yep. So staff, uh, Ironbound Media accordingly, making sure I have my audio engineers and my graphic designers, et cetera. Yep. And then the last thing I had this, this uh, Ironbound Media podcast network. Now, I don't know what kind of theme that would necessarily be, but maybe aspirational or moonshot. I, you know, I would say that 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 uh, that network really comes down to a from a financial piece, right? You have this network 
uh, that's going to help you know, essentially build that revenue uh, for you, right? Whether it's through referrals or, or you know, uh, uh, yeah, I think probably probably the basic referrals or they are your clients. Um, so from that standpoint, that is what's going to be a, uh, you know, bringing in revenue. The, the key piece is, right, as continue to move this. So as you're setting up annual objectives and annual initiatives, um, you want to understand what's going to move your company, right? And then they all have, they all kind of play off of each other. Uh, so, you know, getting your audio staff squared away uh, is going to help build a, a, let me rephrase, a high, highly qualified staff for you is going to help to give you a better brand, uh, which is going to help to, you know, bring in more of your uh, uh, build, build that network, right? Now, one thing we didn't talk about, Josh, is, uh, is, is we st- we're still on annual goals, right? A lot of times, and I was guilty of this too, when we think about, okay, we're going to set some goals for our company, right? Whether it's a for-profit or non-profit, et cetera. But we set too many of them, right? And we don't know really which ones to set, especially early on, the first time you're doing this. And one of the things I've learned over this last year is you really want to focus on the three things that are going to allow you to be effective. Focus on being effective and not necessarily, you know, just doing a bunch of random different tasks. Okay. So for example, right. Building a sustainable business model is effective, right? That is a priority, right? There's no point in starting a business if you can't, you know, if it can't generate any kind of revenue for itself, right? At the very least, you want to be able to cover your expenses. Okay. So, you know, making sure that that's dialed in. And so then you say, okay, that's the end goal. Then I got to work my way back. Okay. Um, how do I build an effective business model? I got to one, validate that business model, which means what? Get a paid client at a strong price point. Number two, um, is it repeatable? You know, is this something I can do over and over? Man, do I even actually enjoy it? You know what I mean? And I know a lot of times when in the startup world, we talk about scalability, scalability. Now, scalability for a small business is a little different, but you still want to have it as something that can, again, be sustainable, right? Something scalability in the sense of, can you get repeat clients? Most definitely. Um, and so, you know, as as you're working through this piece, uh, it's that understanding of, uh, you know, so you're talking about this this piece of um, uh, building a sustainable business model. Part of that is truly understanding who your your uh, perfect customer is, your perfect client. And, uh, you know, the thought process, We, I mean, we hear Bill say it all the time, like, I can help everybody. Um, well, I mean, you might be able to help a lot of people a lot of people, but uh, that's not going to get you your, your first customer, your second customer, third customer, or even you know probably your fifth. Uh, so it's really that piece of zeroing in on who that perfect customer is going to be, uh, customer, client, however you want to, to choose uh, what that's, that model is. Um, defining it, and we're getting really, really, really specific. We're talking about age. We're talking about, um, uh, you know, are they male, female, are they, uh, what, what do they do from, from a daily, uh, what do they do on daily? What kind of magazines do you read? You know, understanding what this person does and you're going to have, uh, and you should have realistically a group of folks that, uh, there's enough people in this market. There's enough of a value for it or enough of a need for it that you can provide that service. Yeah, I'm going to actually do a office hours on the perfect customer to help you all out there uh, get really dialed in who that is. That way you can focus your marketing um, and fish where the fish are. Right. We call it dog whistle branding. Right. 
Um, Because a lot of us are bootstrap entrepreneurs. Some of y'all might not even have laces for your boots. So we got to be really strategic and intentional with regards to how we spend our money um, because we don't have necessarily a lot of money to spend on customer activation costs. So we just got to do what it takes to get in front of that perfect customer. All right. So I'm going to put myself in your shoes. Okay. So you've got this business model, right? You're exploring something. You might be a veterans and residents. You're going through launch lab online or you're at some other accelerator. All right. And now we're in Q1 2021. And I'm going to assume that you may or may not have planned out your annual goals. Okay. Um, and so what you're going to do is you're going to go, you're going to find a quiet space. You're going to get some deep work and then you're going to sit down and you're going to think of three goals, right? Some call wildly important goals. Other people call them rocks, right? They're, you know, they have different terms for them, but three things that are going to move your business forward in the right direction. I'm going to encourage you to have one focused on revenue, right? The second thing, maybe operational, you know, how do you, op- how do you optimize your, um, your business uh, for productivity? And then the third thing, uh, we got what revenue operations and what you say, personnel, personnel, personnel and staff it accordingly. And then from there, right, pick those three goals. Right. And then one of the things we're going to talk about, too, is a lead and lag manager. But before we do that, we're going to uh, jump into the next piece of, OK, Josh, I've, I've planned those goals. All right. What's next? So you have. uh so we've got these goals right from from uh, uh, you go from your annual piece and you're working back to your quarters right. So if you haven't done the annual piece, got it, and you're just trying to get this initial piece that uh, you know uh, it's better to plan out at least a quarter. Um, and what is a quarter? Because a lot of our listeners might not know what that is. Three months, right? So you're looking at three months uh, out of the the you know twelve month year. Now, at the uh, bare minimum, you do want to do quarterly planning. Uh, better to get the annual first and then and move backwards. Uh, but so as you're thinking about from from a quarterly uh, establishing your quarterly objectives, uh, the, the next thing you want to know is okay. Here's this quarterly objective. So I want to uh, you know build a sustainable business model, right? That's going to be very focused on that that revenue piece. Now I want to understand what are the key results that come from this. How do I know that I've hit this particular point? Uh, so as an example. Uh, I have five new clients uh, at the end of quarter one. So by March 31st, uh, 2021, I have five new clients. I have uh, X amount of dollars and 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 revenue coming in, uh, and you know I've got uh, you know a team of three people uh, that are essentially working to to, to coordinate, right? Because I've built this model and it's coming here now. What I need to do from there is I need to get very specific on what actually moves, uh, gets those, accomplishes those piece, uh, those uh, uh, key results, right, to, to get that uh, quarterly objective going. So from that perspective, thinking about it uh, from a the sustainable business model, and we're looking at five clients. Uh, one, I need to establish, uh, you know, where am I getting my clients from? Right. Uh, you know, how am I connecting with that? Connecting with on LinkedIn? Am I getting a you know? Is it lead generation? Is it uh, you know, face-to-face communication? All right. So I got to establish that. Once I have that established, then I have to also establish. Okay, uh, how am I keeping in contact with these folks? So am I using a a uh, CRM or contact relationship manager uh, software? Right. That's keeping me up to speed on where these particular clients are in this process. 
which you know from that piece also is uh, what is that process? How do I walk a client through from the initial contact uh, to building out the contract with them and then taking them through whatever it is, whatever process it is. And then how do I close out with them? And then what happens after that? What's that relationship look like on that back end? And then so once you have these goals, once you start establishing uh, the things that you need to do, then it becomes, okay, how do I make sure that I'm moving this forward every day, every week? Uh, and it starts kind of getting in, the, in these behaviors that actually move these goals. All right. So I'll use myself as an example again, going back to uh, last quarter. So my three quarterly rocks, right? Quarterly goals. Okay. My first goal was to build a sustainable business model, <coughs> excuse me, for uh, custom podcasts for incubators and accelerators. That was goal number one. Goal number two was onboard 10 clients at a, at a 10K price point. All right. And then goal number three was to build a, a podcast production studio. So three goals. Okay. So now let's go back to that first goal. Okay. If my intent was to build a sustainable business model, there are results that were associated with that, which meant I would be bringing in approximately, you know, 10K a month in recurring revenue. That would let me know that I'm getting close to that sustainable business model. Full transparency. I didn't hit that yet. But then we go a little bit deeper. Okay. So in order for me to hit 10K a month in recurring revenue, I need to have a good marketing plan. So I completed my one page marketing plan and I built my one page strategic plan, which is my business operating system. All right. So you see how we kind of worked our way back. Um, and I'll, I'll even tie it to fitness, right? Like I, I like to work out, stay in shape, whatever. And I want to lose, I want to uh, get my weight down. So for me, right. If the end goal is, okay, I want to lose 20 pounds. That's what a lot of people make the mistake. That's where they focus on their goal. What they don't focus on is necessarily, okay, how am I going to make that happen? So for me, if I want to lose 20 pounds, the, the, the important thing for me to do is basically just get in bed by 10 a.m. Because I mean, 10 p.m. Because if I'm in bed by 10 p.m., that means I'm up by 5 a.m., which allows me to go to the gym, work out, eat breakfast, et cetera, et cetera, right? So the thing I'm primarily focused on is getting in bed every night by 10 p.m. 10 p.m. because that drives the results that I'm looking for. And so as you're out there and you're starting to plan these goals, set that aspiration, set that wildly important goal, rock, whatever you want to call it. And then we need to think about, okay, what, how am I going to know that I'm close to that, that I'm getting there? And then what do I need to do to drive that? Yes, exactly. And this is, uh, you know, kind of, as you mentioned before, these, these, uh, uh, lead and lag measures. Uh, so a lag measure is basically, it's a number, uh, that you want to choose. I think that there's nothing the number doesn't move itself. It's just something that you're tracking. So in this case, uh, if you want to lose 20 pounds, your lag measure is that 20 pounds, right? Uh, and you can, it's definitely important to track to understand kind of where you're standing. Uh, but the number in itself doesn't move without some sort of behavior. And this is where you start getting to these lead measures. Uh, so as you were talking about uh, going to bed by 10 o'clock so that you can be up uh, you know, at five, so you're not going to you're not going to sleep uh, through your alarm, or you're not going to just you know snooze the alarm and go back to bed. Uh, so that piece is okay. Uh, every night, I need to be in bed by ten o'clock. So what do I need to do specifically for that? I need to make sure at uh, nine o'clock I'm uh, turning off my cell phone. I'm not looking at any screens. I'm not eating any food. Uh, yeah, and so it's like going down this checklist of uh, I know I need to do this, and I need to do this, and I need to do that every single night. 
uh, I need to make sure that I'm working out uh, five days a week, say 5.30 in the morning to 6.30, and I'm doing uh, uh, at least 20 minutes of cardio, and I'm doing uh, the, I'm lifting, and I'm, I'm doing ab works out, whatever, right, where you're getting that very specific uh, piece of, hey, last week did I do uh, the 20 minutes of cardio five days a week? If I didn't, I need to get that up. Uh, you know, it's these very specific behaviors that uh, are moving these needles. Now, let me ask you this, Josh. Um, one of the things that we, I'm not there yet, right? Right. I've got my, I've done really good at having annual goals. I've done really good at having quarterly goals. And I've had a lot of progress over the last uh, year, like a lot of progress. Yeah. But one thing that I haven't done is I haven't started to apply a scoreboard model yet. And uh, can you talk to our audience about what a scoreboard is and how to use it? Most definitely. So uh, scoreboard is essentially, I'm mean, thinking about it from, you know, the game, uh, any particular game. So we'll say uh, we've got uh, the Super Bowl coming up. Uh, the most important part of the game is we want to know who won, right? Uh, you know, you've got the, the how many points up there, how many touchdowns, how many field goals, you know, uh, you're being scored to, to, to win. Um, and that is... For you, as you're working to accomplish whatever goal it is, that is how you know you've won. Uh, that is how you know you're winning the game. Uh, so again, we we take this uh, the, this lag measure of you know lifting or losing 20 pounds, and then we can set the the lead measures of uh, did I go to bed uh, by 10 o'clock every night? Did I do 20 minutes of cardio five days a week? Did I you know uh, am I lifting? Uh, for 30 minutes, you know, for the sake of argument, uh, I'm not saying this is the ideal fitness plan, <laughs> uh, lifting 30 minutes every, every, uh, every day, every five days. So as you're tracking this on the scoreboard, you want to come through weekly uh, for you know, basically the entire quarter and say uh, this Monday. So yesterday was the, the 18th. Uh, you know, I last week I ended up working out five days per week. Uh, I did all of my cardio. Uh, that's kind of, you know, I've, I hit everything and I lost uh, one pound. So next week, I, or this entire week, I've slacked off. I didn't do it. In fact, uh, I gained two pounds and, and I didn't, you know, wasn't doing the behaviors of getting to bed on time at 10 o'clock. I wasn't working, doing my cardio, wasn't doing my lifting. Uh, so, now it's like you know exactly what happens when uh, you do these behaviors. You're either losing pounds or you're not. And so you continue to track this so that you understand uh, just how much you know this is going to help you get uh, to that lag measure. So if I'm as an example from a business standpoint, if I set a goal that I need to call. 10 clients or 10 prospected clients per week in order to land two of them. And so I've, I get those calls, you know, this week I, I made uh, nine calls and I didn't get anybody. Uh, and then the next week I, I made uh, 11 calls and I got two clients. Yeah, and the next week, you know, I, I, I make, you know, that 10 calls and I get two clients. Um, you can start going back through and tracking exactly what that goal should be, right? What does what does the data say that actually is going to get me that two clients per week? Uh, so as you're looking at the, and I'm very visual, so I'm like seeing it above the camera right now. Um, 
say as you're looking at the scoreboard and you set these goals and you now have all this data from say the entire quarter, you can actually really kind of start drilling down and understanding, okay, does it, does 10 calls per week actually get me two clients per week? Or is it something along the lines of closer to 12 uh, or 13, right? Uh, the data really can help you drive and ensure that growth is happening uh, on a weekly basis. Uh, as an example with J&G, we're trying to uh, you know, expand the company and uh, grow our revenue. So it's the piece of, hey, uh, you know, talking to, to my client, uh, you need to be working, we need to get like 17 invoices out as an example. Uh, well, what does it take to get those 17 invoices? We need aircraft coming in. Uh, so I've got him doing very specific behaviors and I'm tracking, hey, I need uh, you know, one, at least one new customer per week uh, to come in so that we can continue to build this out. Um, and so every week I come back to him and I'm like, how many customers did you get me? I'll tell you when you're first starting out, this can sound slightly overwhelming, right? Cause you've got 10,000 things you got to do. You know, you're building a business. If you have a CPG company, consumer packaged goods, you're packing product and all that kind of stuff. And now you got me and Josh on here telling you all that y'all need to maintain some kind of scoreboard and check it every week. But the thing that I've learned uh, through my entrepreneurial journey is this is what we talk about in terms of systems and processes, right? And, you know, I'm avoiding negative self-talk because I used to not think I was a process guy. I used to not think I was a systems guy, but the longer I've become an entrepreneur and the more successful I've become, I've realized that I am a systems guy. Now, Josh is a little bit different from me because he actually goes in and sets up scoreboards for companies, right? I'm not into the weeds that much yet, but, um, and I probably wouldn't want to go set in, set up scoreboards for other companies, but at least thinking about how to do it with my own ventures. And so as I was running on the treadmill today, I was thinking, okay, what it would be a good, simple scoreboard for me, right? One easy metric is the number of proposals I send out on a weekly basis, right? Uh, but again, that's probably a lag measure. You know, a lead measure would be for me is um, referrals work really well for me. Right. Uh, if I can get a if I get a warm referral, it's almost guaranteed that I can close that deal. OK, so for me, one of the things I'm focused on this quarter is having a repeatable process for orchestrating and stimulating referrals, whether that is running free workshops, you know, going on other podcasts, et cetera. And so I was thinking, OK, let's say I do a workshops. Right. I do a perfect customer workshop uh, twice a month. Right. And I track that. Right. So then after three months, I did six customer workshops that let me get you know, 10 referrals, which allow me to close, you know, five clients or something like that at a 10K price point. So I, I look at that. And then I was going to tie it to the proposals that I send out. And uh, what, what would be another, what would be another good example for someone like me who just needs to keep it simple? Uh, just for keeping it simple, like, uh, you know, I, I, you know, tie it back to what, uh, you know, I was talking about earlier from like a call standpoint, right? Um, if you want to, go back to the, these clients piece. Uh, it's literally just, you know, I want to get new clients. Uh, I need to have two clients per week on average in order to hit uh, my revenue goal of say, you know, $10,000. And it's just a, hey, I just need to send, you know, X amount of LinkedIn messages, X amount of emails uh, to kind of hit this, this, uh, this goal specifically. Every week, that's what I need to do. Um, it's, if it's a uh, uh, consumer packaging 
uh, goods and so on and so forth. It you know you're trying to expand where that product is going, or you're trying to ship it out. Uh, you know, translate that into uh, you know how many stores or how many um, uh, different marketing channels, how many posts are you doing that's highlighting your brand uh, on a weekly basis. And uh, you know, you again kind of set this goal of like. I want to do five posts a week that's highlighting the brand. Uh, and, you know, I see these results. Now, not, you're not necessarily going to know right off the bat what's going to move that needle and how much is going to. Uh, the, 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 the important part, right, is set a goal that you think might work uh, and then track it, right? Understand what's happening uh, because you may set a goal and, and maybe too high. Or it may be too low, right? You may set it and say, I think this is what's going to be. And then, oh, hey, I'm blowing right through this and I'm getting way more revenue by hitting this, which is good. And then you can adjust everything else from there. But the, the big key piece is just getting that initial stop shot of, I think this is what's going to move my company uh, on on this quarter. And these are, what, uh, these are the behaviors that are going to do it. Now, you brought up a good point, too, because when you first start this process, right, you might overreach your goals a lot, you know, because it's like, oh, you know, somebody sits you down. They're like, oh, what goals do I want to accomplish? Well, of course, I want to open up 20 stores all across the country and I want to do all this kind of stuff. But then, you know, you're going to start feeling that pressure at the end of because it's only 90 days, you know, and then you're getting ready to because you want to do this every quarter. So now that 90 days come to an end and you realize that you didn't get near uh, what you set out to do. But I'm here to tell you it's OK, because the more you do this process, the better you're going to get. You know, and so now I'm on, I'm kind of, you know, I think this is my, I've done this probably for a year and I'm getting closer now, right? Like, so like for me to say, oh, build a sustainable business model, onboard 10 clients, at a, I wasn't like that early on. You know, I just tied it to giant revenue goals, but now I, I can see visually that, hey, I know I can hit this, you know, and you want, you don't want it to be so low that you're guaranteed to hit it, right? You want to have it to where it pushes you. So let's say I say 10 clients, right? Well, if I get seven clients, right, that's still good. Uh, if I would have just said, hey, I want to have five clients and I get four clients, you understand? So you want to press, you want to press and it's going to, you're going to feel this pressure on the back of your neck, right? Like you want to, you want to head into Q, you want to end the quarter feeling pressed, you know, because you set these goals, but we're not just setting goals for the sake of setting them. No, we want to set actionable goals that we can accomplish. All right. So one of the things we didn't talk about too, Josh, is uh, we got to keep this information somewhere, right? You need a tracking system, all right? Now, me and Josh, we're part of a, a group called the Lions Pride. And so we use um, the one-page uh, business plan, uh, which is uh, it's basically a model of the one-page strategic plan by Vern Harnish. Other people use traction tools, right? Uh, it's EOS, Entrepreneur Operating System. And early on, right, even for a lot of my podcast clients, right, a simple system is, just get a Google Doc or some kind of Microsoft Word Doc and literally have executive summary, you know, give an overview of your business, right? Maybe the value prop product, uh, prop, a value proposition problem you've identified, solution for it, and then have your annual goals, list three goals, and then have your quarterly goals, and then you list them. And then maybe under there, you have bullet points of uh, the lead and lag matchers, okay? So again, if I want to have a sustainable business model, I need a one-page uh, marketing plan. I need a business plan, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, exactly. You, know, you can go super, super simple. It doesn't have to be these uh, uh, 
think I think a lot of new entrepreneurs think that has to be perfect. It's got to be shiny. It's got to be you know what you see from you know the Fortune uh, 500 companies, and, and it doesn't, right? Uh, because at the end of the day, this is all internal to you uh, and, and to your business. So as simple as you know, as Mike was just saying, you know, just having it on a, a Word doc, whether it's uh, you know say Google Docs, Microsoft Word, whatever it is, uh, you can just have it right there. But the key piece with that is always coming back to it, right? You want to review it. You want to look at, you know, the, you know, the, go down to the lead, lad, lead and lag measures to make sure you're moving uh, the business, right? And it goes this concept of uh, uh, nesting. So as we look at the the annual plan and we're going down to the quarter, we want to make sure that what we're playing on in the quarter is going to achieve, uh, you know, where you want to be at the end of the year. Uh, and same, same thing with the, the, the lead and lag measures for the quarter. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it doesn't have to be super complicated. You can make it as simple. The big key piece is really just uh, setting up, here's exactly where I want to go. Here's how I'm going to get there. And uh, here's like one thing that I can get this going. I can track quickly. Now, Josh, let me ask you this. Once we put these goals on paper, right, are they, are they stuck? You know what I mean? Is this like a commitment? Can I change it every other week? Or is it like, hey, once I set these annual and quarterly goals, like we're moving forward? You really wanna uh you really wanna keep it stuck, right? Uh, you know, you wanna try something uh to, to keep that for that three months. And if you don't hit it, uh you gotta understand why you didn't hit it. Okay. Uh and then you can adjust from from there. So, you know, as an example, we plan out the annual piece and I've got, uh, you know, with uh, J&G last year, we did Q4, 3, 2, and 1 backwards planning it. Now, based upon how quarter one goes and how we end, we may have to adjust quarter two, uh, you know, based upon what happened. Um, but at the very least, you want to get to the full quarter. You want to kind of push to, to, to uh, you know, accomplish those goals and track that data. You don't want to be changing it every, you know, like, oh, you know, maybe, maybe I actually just want to only do, uh, you know, 500 revenue versus a thousand dollars in revenue in a month. And then it's kind of, you're all over the place. Every time you change it, it's distraction and you're not actually moving it. You're not going to grow. You're not going to, to accomplish anything because uh, you're just kind of going all over the place. So, Stick to your goals uh, for at least a quarter or whatever you've got set up. Uh, so if you're setting the quarterly objectives, uh, stick to it for that quarter and just keep plugging along. Because if uh, if you don't stick to it, you're not moving anything. Now, one thing that this is important, too, is we're going to assume that there are other stakeholders involved, too. Right. So that's another reason you don't want to go and change your, your goals all the time, because once you create this document, right, even if it's just you solo dolo entrepreneur and you're hiring, you know, freelancers, whatever to support you, you still want to be able to go to your team and say, Hey, this is our focus for the year. This is our focus for the next 90 days. And that keeps, that allows them to get focused too. Um, so they're not chasing all this kind of stuff because let's say if my focus is building sustainable, build a sustainable business model and onboard 10 clients at a 10 K price point, et cetera. Right. That means I probably don't need to be in a lot of uh, non-revenue generating meetings. You know, at a certain point, those meetings are taken away from that goal. And if your team has this and says, hey, what is the focus? The focus is to onboard 10 clients, right? At a certain price point, 
All right. So they wait when they get the random email that's like, hey, uh, should we participate in this event or whatever? Is it going to allow us to generate, you know, onboard 10 clients? If it could be a good uh, referral program, potentially. But if not, you're like, uh, exit, you know. And so that's why you have this in there, because this also is an empowerment tool for your for your business. Exactly. And, and you know, the, it captures that thing of, OK, what should we be doing? What's not? Uh, you know, what's not going to be working to accomplish this goal. If it's going to take us down some other path uh, that uh, is not going to be productive to what we're trying to accomplish this quarter, then don't do it. Um, it's only going to serve as a distraction. It's pulling away resources uh, from, you know, that specific goal. Uh, so, yeah, you got to have that precision. You got to continue to drive and, and not let those distractions come in. Uh, we work with, a, uh, I think I tell most of my, my CEOs, uh, no, more often than I tell them yes, because uh, these guys are, they're visionaries. They're like, this is great. I want to go do this thing. I'm like, not, nope, come back. I need you right here. Uh, this is what we're trying to accomplish this quarter. Uh, and then after, you know, we accomplish this, then we can, it's either, it's either no, never, no, not now, or yeah, it's, yeah, we could do that. But depending on if it's pertains to what we're trying to accomplish that quarter or that year. And I would argue if you're an entrepreneur, more often than not, you're a visionary, right? You have these grand um, uh, ideas and ambitions, right? But what we got to do is we got to be able to write this stuff down, get it on paper and give it to other people to go out and execute on. That is like one of the most important things that we can do as entrepreneurs. Now, you've planned your quarterly goals. Boom, you're in your little incubator, whatever. You plan your quarterly goals. I mean, your annual goals. Boom. You plan your quarterly goals, right? You created a quick scoreboard or something. You got your tracking system. All right. Now what? Right? None of that matters if you don't have some form of accountability. So me and Josh are accountability partners. Every week I check in with Josh, right? Uh, we have our meetings and then we're part of uh, the Lions Pride. Um, you've got accountability with Bunker Labs, right? You could be a uh, uh, veterans and residents, right? You're in Launch Lab online. You know, maybe you have local incubators, accelerators. I've done probably seven incubators, accelerators. I'm, I'm a part of so much stuff. Um, but again, you need to have a core group of accountability. That way um, it's keeping you on track with regards to your goals. Now, I run a nonprofit too. So every Sunday I have a, a, a 11 a.m. strategy session, brain trust with one of my board members and some uh, advisors, right? And again, just keeping that accountability. So I'm going to encourage you to get on some kind of battle rhythm where you're checking these things on a consistent basis and you have someone like a Josh or another entrepreneur that y'all are checking in with and just saying, Hey, where are you at with these goals? Yeah, that's definitely important. You definitely want to share this with somebody, uh, share your business plan, share your goals. Um, you know, cause I mean, even if it's just you, uh, like, like for me right now, it's, uh, well now it's uh, me and my assistant, and she's helping to keep me on track. You know, Mike's uh, helping me keep me track. Everyone in the Lions Pride uh, is helping me to keep on track with where I want to be at. Uh, it, it, whether it's uh, business goals or personal goals, like right now, mine is to get uh, be able to get my scuba dive certification by the end of the quarter. Um, and I've got folks who are holding me accountable to that. Uh, but definitely share this, you know, plan with folks and say, hey, can you help keep me accountable to this? Uh, you know, where do I need to go? If I start straying, bring me back and you got to trust them to say that they're going to do that. And you got to listen, uh, and be willing to listen, take that feedback when they do say, Hey, come back, you're, you're straying. 
So Josh, for our listeners out there, what are some takeaways from today's session? Uh, so some big key takeaways here is uh, you know, one, set up kind of your annual objective, figure out exactly where you want to go, uh, find that end state, and then start working to backwards plan that by, by quarters. Uh, and then when you have your quarterly objectives, uh, you understand kind of where uh, you want to be in that next three months, set up those key results uh, so you know exactly how uh, how you've won, right? Track them and give them the very specific piece like, hey, uh, we have five clients, right? Or like new increased clients and uh, five is the, the goal, right? Five total new clients is where we want to be at by the end of the quarter. And then you start getting down to your, your wildly important goals. Like here's exactly what's going to, to move that. So I need to, wildly important goals is develop a, uh, a webinar and it's got to be go out every weekly. It's going to go every week. Now, I'll getting down to that scoreboard, track it on the scoreboard. Okay, so I've got the, uh, we've got our, you know, lag measure of losing 20 pounds, and I've got our uh, lead measures of working out, getting to bed by 10, and, uh, uh, you know, eating healthy uh, and specific to that piece. Uh, get that specificity behind it. And once you start having this uh, set up, then you have that accountability piece. Right, someone who's helping to keep you squared away, and uh, go from there. But at the end of the day, uh, keep it simple. Start simple. If you don't have a business plan, you don't have any of this yet. I know it sounds probably incredibly intimidating. Start off with what Mike said. Put on a Microsoft Word doc. Here's uh, here's the, the 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 problem you're solving, or here's the problem. Here's your solution. Uh, here's where I want to be at from a this quarter, and uh, here are the the lead and lag measures that are going to get us there. Just to reiterate what Joshua said, when you first start this process, right, I'm going to encourage you to keep it simple, right? Like he said, because you, what you want to do, this is the balance. This is the hard part as entrepreneurs. We plan so much, you know, we have all this grand ideas and everything, but you don't want to come to the end of 90 days and realize you haven't moved anything, right? And you're just kind of stuck and it's going to make you depressed, right? So I like to have a balance of, that's why I say, keep it simple. Rule of three, right? No more than three, right? Three goals, Three annual goals, three quarterly goals, you know, uh, on my scoreboard, I'm going to keep it simple because, you know, you want to, this has to be something that's a, that, it, that you can actually execute on. You know, that's what, that's all I'm saying, right? I want you to really think about what is something that you can do on a daily, weekly, you know, monthly basis, uh, some, some tracking system that you can check in and say, Hey, I'm not here. All right, I need to do this again. I'm not here. It's hard to do that because you get overwhelmed if you have too much. All right. Now, I'm going to give you a couple uh, resources that you can check out to have a better understanding or do a deeper dive of some of the stuff we talked about today. Uh, one is The Four Disciplines of Execution by Chris McChesney and Sean Covey. Uh, and I think it's Jim Holing. I order, I'm reading a book right now. You can order it online. Be sure to check that book out. Um, another good book is Traction uh, by Gino Wickman. Um, and he goes into quarterly rocks and, you know, wildly important goals and all that kind of stuff. So um, be sure to check that one out. And then another book I just got, I haven't read it yet, but it's called The 12 Week Year. Get more done in 12 weeks than others do in 12 months by Brian P. Moran. I'm going to check this one out, too. And you can never go wrong with Vern Harnish. He has two couple books, Mastering the Rockefeller Habits and then also Scaling Up, which I, I want to encourage you to check out. Now, if you're listening to this, right? And you want me to, to look over your uh, quarterly goals, uh, annual goals, you know, send them to us. You can follow me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm active on Bunker Online, posted in Launch Lab Online, wherever you post it. If you want to post it on LinkedIn or shoot me a message or whatever, just tag me and reach out to me. 
um, because I, I really care about you all's success out there. And that's why I want to bring Josh on to talk about this stuff because CEOs pay him to come in and literally help them get this focus. And so having him as a resource to come on here for all of you is a, uh, is a huge uh, value add for our audience. Most definitely. And Mike, I, I want to like extend that uh, same offer to everyone else uh, you know, who might be listening. Um, feel free to hit me up on LinkedIn, uh, get connected through, through Mike, and I uh, would love to help. Yeah. And uh, Josh, you got any closing remarks for our audience? Just, uh, you know, thanks for thanks for listening, everybody. And, you know, whatever, whatever you're facing, Ray, I know it's overwhelming. You're excited about it. Uh, just keep plugging through and, uh, you know, keep that forward momentum, regardless of what's going on. Uh, keep moving forward and you're, you'll make it. And uh, it's going to be great stuff. Now, where can people find you at, Josh? Uh, you can find me uh, on LinkedIn, uh, Joshua Pomeroy, uh, CEO of Interim2. Uh, you can hit me up on my email at uh, joshua.pomeroy, that's P-O-M-E-R-O-Y, at interim, uh, I-N-T-E-R-I-M, the number two, dot com. Uh, I'm also going to get him to create a bunker, uh, bunker online account. And all of y'all that are listening, you need to have a, an account too, because just a great way to engage with community. I mean, we're just helping each other out, right? Everybody's in the fight. Everybody's in the hustle. And uh, I do believe a rising tide lifts all boats. And uh, Josh makes me stronger. And I'm sure he'll make uh, those of you out there stronger as well. If you listen to the advice he gave in today's office hour session. For everyone else, I need you to do us a favor and subscribe to The Transition on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever listening service you're using today. We'd greatly appreciate if you left us a review and shared this podcast with someone in your network who you feel can benefit from the information. Listen, y'all, it's Q1 2021, right? If you haven't planned yet, you're already behind. We got to get this information out to our people. So be sure to share this podcast. If you want to get plugged into the Bunker Lab ecosystem, visit www.bunkerlabs.org. Select the city nearest to you. Sign up for the local newsletter and attend one of our networking events. It's that simple. From there, you get connected at Bunker Online, where you can learn more about our many different programs to support your entrepreneurial journey. We have programs that will take you from idea to invoice, incubate you, and position you to grow alongside other founders and CEOs. Register today by clicking connect at bunkerlabs.org. Thanks again, Josh, for being with us today. And for everyone else for tuning in, until next time, peace, love, and have a great rest of your week. 